It's time for Promo Corner's Industry Insider with Jeff Franklin, Stephen McFadden, and Bill Petrie. Each Monday, they discuss, dissect, and debate a single issue impacting the world of promotional marketing from every industry perspective. The Industry Insider is only available at Promo Corner, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Jeff, Stephen, and Bill. And welcome to yet another edition of the Insider no, let's try that again. Industry Insider Podcast. You know, we don't edit this thing, so let's try that again. <laughs> the Industry Insider Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Bill Petrie, and we'll get to the other co-hosts of this fine platinum-level broadcast here in just a second. But I would be remiss if I didn't thank our wonderful sponsor for this episode, and that would be the Good Goods up at Bay State. You know, last time we talked about how they really are the go-to for healthcare and kitchen products. But I don't think a lot of people realize that if you go visit their website, they have some wonderful free marketing materials available right there for you, Mr. and Mrs. Distributor. They have digital catalogs, they have digital flyers, they have idea boards, all sorts of things to help you. And you know, one of the best things to help you sell product is samples, right? We all love those samples. Did you know that Bay State will send you samples free of charge no shipping charge as long as it goes USPS. Can't beat that. Can't beat free. So if you're interested in that, gosh darn it, why wouldn't you be? Go ahead and head over to baystate.com. You will not be sorry you did. Now, I promised I would introduce the other co-hosts of these fine, fine broadcasts. Uh, first of all, we have Stephen McFadden, CAS, who is president of Perfect Promotions and More. He's the distributor on this panel. Good afternoon, Stephen. Good afternoon. I hope you guys are all doing well. We are all doing well. I'll answer for everybody. Jeff Franklin, who sits on the supplier part of this uh, fine panel, he's a national accounts manager at Headwear USA. Jeff, how the hell are you today? You know, I was going to reply something different than I'm doing well, but since you've answered for me already, uh, I guess we'll just go with that one, Bill. Well, yeah, you know, I already answered for you, which means I don't need to ask, so let's there just you move it right along. And occupying the fourth chair for the second time, very, very pleased to have the lovely and talented Meg Erber, who's an outside sales manager for SNS Activewear. Meg, how are you doing? You're doing well. Excellent. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, great. <laughs> we were all I, just chatting how it was uh, five o'clock somewhere and looking for our next uh, beverage. That's correct. And, and <laughs> we may, we still need to do at some point a deep night edition of this podcast and really get the opinions out I there. I think that would be very interesting. <laughs> yes, it would. <laughs> All right, so as, uh, as a reminder, we have one topic, one topic only, and we're going to try to dissect it from every angle of the promotional products industry. Oh, I didn't introduce myself. I'm sorry. I'm Bill Petrie, president of Promo Corner, and I kind of am the uh, master of ceremonies here trying to move the conversation along, but I'm also representing the service provider side of the industry, and I'm doing fine. Thank you. You're doing well. I am doing well. <laughs> I'm doing so very good and well and fine. All right, so we have one topic we're going to discuss today. We all know what it is in advance, and I like this topic a lot. It is, is industry-specific education important? And I think that's a good one to dissect. So I think we should start off with one Stephen McFadden, since he so proudly has those three little initials after his last name, the CAS, the Certified Advertising Specialist from the good people at PPAI. Stephen, tell us what your thoughts are on industry-specific education. Well, rightfully so. I suppose starting with myself, um, you know, not to be, to be you know, uh, blunt about it, but no, I appreciate it. Uh, so the the CAS, uh, for me, getting a CAS, you know, education, it was more personal than it was, ne uh, like a necessity. I would say, 
the the education offered i really wanted to be an expert in things i didn't know about within the industry and that seemed like an awesome opportunity for that there's just lots of great education that's coming out at all the shows and why not get some credit for it along the way um you know my my whole thought has been you know, if, if you love learning about the industry and you're supposed to be an expert in your field, you definitely should know more about the industry than the people you're selling to. Um, so I thought it was my responsibility to, my, you know, I kind of owed that to myself and to our company just to know a little bit more than my clients could ever figure out just by being around it. So I think that deep dive into education is, is what, you know, was was my goal for getting the, the cast and, and why, why I went through the process of getting some industry education. Awesome. Now, Meg, I don't know, I, I know it's very difficult, I think, for suppliers. So I, want, I think I asked both you and, and Jeff kind of the same question. A lot of times industry education is the day before a show and you guys are setting up. So it's very difficult, I think, for you guys to attend industry education. Is that is that a fair assumption on my part? It is. Um, and you know what? I started in this industry back in the early 2000s and it was like you just had to figure it out on your own and that not everybody can do that and I think the industry and uh, education is is a great way for distributors and suppliers if you have the time to really get in there and learn the nitty-gritty and learn the ins and outs and there's so much offered by both PPAI and ASI um, they really want you to succeed they're giving everybody the tools to succeed because at the end of the day it's a win-win if everyone's making money. Am I right? Absolutely. And yeah. So, I mean, a lot of things, a lot of the times they try to bring in other, other things like during these trade shows when you have education sessions, it doesn't all need to be like, get your notebook and pen out. We're going to learn some stuff today. Mm -hmm. um, I've actually contributed to these education sessions with self-defense seminars. Um, it is education um, because you are learning how to defend yourself. There are many women in this industry. And with that being said, there are many women that are outside sales managers. And I think it first came to me once when I was going to an appointment and I ended up at someone's home and I did not know this person. And I talk about this all the time and I'm actually very good friends with the client now. He's still my client 10 years later, but, uh, and he still works out of his home, but not everybody, you know, has been doing jujitsu for 14 years. Not everybody knows how to protect themselves. So, I mean, that's just a little part that I like to add. And mm -hmm. when there are people that are teaching it, these are experts in their field. Whatever they're teaching you, it's because they have done all the trials and tribulations. They've tested it. They've failed. They've learned. You know, there is no winning or losing. It's it's winning and learning. That's what I say in jiu-jitsu, and I kind of apply that to this same instance. If, if someone is willing to take that time out and teach you something, by all means, listen. It's, it's free. Take it. Yeah. Oh, great take. Jeff Franklin, what say you? Well, um, remember, I started in the industry as a distributor. So, um, wow, look I at thought, you flipping the hat. I like it. I, I like it. At, when I first came into the business, um, I actually thought the education was valuable. Um, mm -hmm. Now that I've been in the industry for quite a while, now that I'm on the supplier side of the business, you're absolutely correct. Having the education the day of setup. Now, you know, PPAI and ASI will say, well, we've got, you know, three days of setup. Well, it doesn't take three days to set up, mm -hmm. first of all. Um, and, you know, the most cost-effective thing for a supplier to do is to fly in the day before the show and set the, set the booth up. Sure. So, um, yeah, it is difficult for a supplier rep to get any of the education. And on top of that, I personally haven't really seen where there's a whole lot of topics uh, that are necessarily targeted towards the supplier reps. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm not looking at it. 
you know, with a fine tooth comb to try to find those classes. But I really do feel like they're important, especially as you're newer in the industry, because there's a lot that you can learn and any information you can get from anywhere is just going to help, you know, expedite the process of being able to get, you know, closer to the goals or closer to where you want to get to as a distributor rep. Um, but yeah, I mean, now it's like, I, I personally, I have all the courses that I need to get a CAS. I have all the, you know, basically all the basic requirements. I just haven't mm-hmm. taken the tests. And I guess the only thing that's stopping me from getting the three letters after my name, Steven, is, um, <laughs> I just, I don't, it, what's it going to do for me? Yeah. Okay. No, and I get that. And it's kind of where I thought we'd arrive on the first part of this topic. I think I'm the only one on this panel that actually gives education sessions and I've done it a lot for the past four or five years before I started a promo corner I'll be honest it was a revenue stream for me um, and so I would get paid to go speak at regionals and at PPAI and other shows and things like that so certainly it was uh, beneficial for me in terms of building my own brand but it was also a, a, uh, a revenue stream for me and when I started doing the education I looked at it very similar to the way you did Jeff that um, it is 100%, not 100%, that's not fair, but 85 to 90% targeted <laughs> at distributors. And a lot of it seemed to me to be a lot of rah-rah stuff, right? Almost like a keynote. Hey, come in here. You're going to feel really good about being in the promo industry, and then you're going to go back to your office. Shit's going to hit the fan, and you're going to do the same crap you've always done because that's just how we are as human beings. And so I've really tried, and I'm sure I've succeeded sometimes. I'm sure I've failed other times. But to take a much more tactical approach to it, hey, these are things you can do immediately. I don't expect everybody to listen to that whole hour of me yapping and say that whole hour was valuable. But if people can take two or three nuggets out of those sessions and impact their business in a positive way, that's always my goal. And I do think PPAI and the regional associations and ASI have done a good job of really slowly, right? We don't like change in this industry, so any change happens at the pace of a snail. But slowly moving away from the keynote type education sessions and more to the tactical ones that I think you you were kind of referencing, Jeff. That you know, good all the all the uh, beginner stuff is very good when you're first entering the industry, but there does seem to be a little bit of redundancy at times when when you look at the education. Mm-hmm. So let me ask this though. So I, I wanted to ask. Um, about education outside of PPA and uh, ASI. So when I first got in the industry 87 years ago, <laughs> there was only really it seemed like your regional associations, PPAI and ASI were doing education events. Now you've got uh, uh, several different ones, and the one that definitely comes to mind is Cominsky, right? They have standalone education events where, for the first time, distributors are being asked to pay for education. Um, and I know Stephen, you are uh, you've attended uh, Common Skew or SkewCon. Yeah. Um, I, Meg, I don't know if you've attended any of those events. Have you? You know, I haven't. But okay. I was one of the betas, I guess, when they first launched that, and I can't believe I completely forgot about them. These people are just amazing, and they put together a great education uh, forum for mm-hmm. for distributors and you know suppliers alike. I just think it, I didn't even know why I missed this one completely. But yeah. No, that's all right. Uh, D- Jeff usually plays the role of missing things. It's all pr- okay for someone else to do it. Jeff, <laughs> it's true. It's all right. I'll take now, it. Now, I'll Jeff, it. Have, Jeff, you've never been to any uh, common SKU event, have you, either SKUCon or SKU Camp? I have not, no. I've you know heard several people tell me about it uh, a little bit, but no, I haven't. 
Yeah, Stephen, tell what do you, what is your perspective? Have you have your CAS, which you got through PPAI and, and doing yeah. the required to the requirements to being a certified advertising specialist, but you also attend SKU events. What do you see the differences? Yeah, so the 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 Comiskey events they they are great, and and also to kind of piggyback on the the other education, they do give credits for outside education. They do. You're um, right. So I think in two years, um, between SKUCon, SKU camps, and some of the sessions, uh, I've earned about 18 credits just by attending those events, which is which is great. Um, but here or there, the education, like the content, is is much different. I think than you would get at a um, uh, you know, a PPAI or an ASI education event because a lot of them are run by, uh, you know, are, are driven by topics that people want to hear. They're, you know, they take the feedback, you know, Mark and Catherine and Bobby and all those guys that, that do the, like the planning, they take feedback from, you know, their discussion boards and their, their input and the questions they see all the time and they develop content around, you know, issues in the industry. They work with you on specific examples on how to grow your team, how to grow your sales. So it's instead of, um, you know, going more into the, the Prop 65 legislation or the, you know, child labor or, or excuse me, the child uh, labeling and things like that that you see on a more traditional education test, it's more, I think, practical education, um, mm-hmm. which I think is great. Uh, you know, I think it's more the stuff I use more than the other. You know, it's, it's definitely something we get more value out of um, for our team. Yeah, I would agree. And I think, you know, Meg, you could probably speak to this as well, but I think Comiskey's done a lot of wonderful things almost by accident to our industry. Um, I, I, you know, we joke all the time about how this industry does not like to move forward or change. And I think by putting on standalone education events, um, Kind of coinciding with with certain shows. I've, they've done uh, shows attached to ASI Chicago. They certainly do SKUCon every year in Vegas, attached to PPAI Expo. And, and like Stephen said, and I, I, I should have mentioned that, but thank you, Stephen. But they, you know, PPA they work with PPAI to make sure credits are issued for those education events. But I think what they've done is really start shifting um, the content for where the appetite is today. I don't think the appetite is for the keynote speeches all the time. Those have their place, don't get me wrong. But I think people want to go to an education session or even an event and walk out of there with things that they're excited about actually implementing, not just feeling all pumped up. Yeah, I don't know. Which do you, Since you were a beta tester, Meg, is that what do you, do you see that as well? Oh, yeah. I mean, we were really learning the ins and outs of the comments queue. And I think at that time I even was a distributor. It's been so long. I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But they do create great content. And I think uh, having the content really helps you set yourself apart from the next guy selling t-shirts or promotional products out of his backyard or I'm not garage, you know, not Mm -hmm. backyard. That'd be weird. It'd be like a tent and yard sale type thing. (laughs) But (laughs) um, yeah, I I, uh, take advantage of of the education wherever it's, wherever it's offered. Um, And and I think common skew has done an excellent job in providing uh, content, which is that key word, you know, helping to from, from recycling your paper to creating a modern office to helping grow your team and, and really, they put together some nice things. So just mm-hmm. take advantage of it whenever it's offered and ha- ha- make yourself better. You know, you go to college 
to to be you know to learn things <laughs> to get mm-hmm. smarter uh no um so do that for yourself in this industry this is your career you know nobody really grows up saying i'm gonna sell pens one day we all ended up here what? somehow i mean hold on uh, what know, my kids might be and everyone <laughs> everyone's our kids all might be but no um I think that by bettering yourself, you're only going to by bettering yourself with this education that's offered through our industry. You're just gonna just gonna be a win-win at the end of the day. I, I couldn't agree more, and I, I I do think we all think education's valuable. And I think we all think industry-specific education is valuable. But here's here's where I wonder. I think where we might get a little bit of a disagreement on the panel. Is there value outside the industry? for having, for example, a designation like a CAS or a, a MASI from ASI. I don't know that there is. Um, you know, I much like I'm in the same boat as Jeff Franklin. I have enough credits for my CAS. I've got all the volunteer hours. I just haven't taken the test because, frankly, I'm not sure what it does for me, both inside the industry and outside the industry. I'm committed to lifelong learning. That's just how I'm wired. So I don't need, and I'm not suggesting you do, Stephen. So I'm not. I'm not denigrating what you have. I'm being. <laughs> I want to be. It's, no, it's sorry. Right. I'll, I'll suggest it. It's fine. Okay. It's fine. I just don't. I just don't get it. I don't see where it matters. And so, Stephen, since you do have your CAS, <laughs> yikes. <laughs> I don't. I don't see where it matters. I mean, I, I'm and I'm willing to be wrong. Hell, I've been married 25 years. I get told I'm wrong 48 <laughs> times a day. But yeah, Stephen, I mean, I, tell me about the CAS yeah. and why it's important. Why it's relevant sure. inside and outside the industry. I, I would say inside the industry is is probably actually where I've noticed more of a need for it and and I'll kind of preface that by saying you know obviously I'm a I'm younger for our industry um you know and so if I like to do it if you're below 50 you're young for this industry true. let's be honest then, oh we're all young then yes we're, we're all young in the industry oh wait Bill so, do you qualify no I'm 80 I've, I've been in the, oh that's well, right no, no I've been in the industry 87 years so I'm oh, actually sure. 112 <laughs> <laughs> sorry I didn't want to interrupt Stephen my bad oh you're good yeah so one of the um one of the issues I I face and you know I'm competing against because I, I want to do education. That's one of the things I like doing as well. And I think there's value in hearing from a bunch of different people. And, you know, there's some things that we've done that I would love to share. Uh, but, one, you know, submitting your proposals to be an educator, whether it be at ASI or PPAI, I'm competing against the Bill Petries, you know. So my education doesn't get picked up a lot of times. I've noticed that recently, though, since I've gotten the CAS, I've mm-hmm. been able to submit the it's a, it contracted the cast. Uh, <laughs> you I really contra- need to, yeah, I, I thought I was clear yeah. before we started recording. Yeah, you I, really I, need I, to not say that. It makes this frankly it makes me very <laughs> uncomfortable and I'm about to hashtag this podcast as me too. <laughs> yeah. Well, t- since you're not all on the same cast. podcast, you all now have contracted cast. So just <laughs> hashtag not my cast. No no care. But anyways, um, you know, that's a that's been almost like a resume piece I can add that has allowed me to get selected for education that I, I had never been selected before having that. So I don't know if that's part of the ah. the process of how they choose or if they think that if you don't have it and you're, you don't have enough experience or whatever it is, you know. Um, so I don't know. I use that as almost a resume builder for mm-hmm. inside the industry. That makes outside, sense. Outside the industry, I, I don't, I agree. I, I, I agree. I don't think that there's any client okay. of mine that's, that's looked at me and said, oh, you know, it's between you and the guy that has a cast, you know, your mass <laughs> or whatever, you know, and selected an order for that reason. It's it's never come up, you know, never come up. Um, it was more for personal achievement on as far as outside the industry than anything else. 
Which makes sense. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you never want to devalue personal achievement. I think no. you have to hold that to a high a high standard. And, and one thing I would tell you, and, and so I was being a little flippant earlier purposefully to, to kind of <laughs> poke people. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think there, if I was uh, newer to the industry, I would aggressively pursue my CAS. Um, because I've been around for 87 years. I don't feel like it's something that would be relevant for me at this point. Um, I think whatever authority or lack thereof or expertise in the industry, I've already probably established. I don't see how the letters would help me a whole lot. Having said that, though, um, I do feel it's important to that people continue to better themselves. So I actually have in, in – here at Promo Corner, everybody here is going to be required to have their CAS by the end of the year, and that's being included. So um, I'm being a little bit of a flip flopper here, but that was on purpose. Yeah, so. I was just going to tell you. I was just going to say that, Bill. Like, why are you flip flopping? Why? Why do you think that somebody? Why is it important now for somebody coming into the industry or that's been in the industry for you know the couple years? Why is it important for them as opposed to you, who's been in the business for 87 years? Well, um, Jeff, thank you so much for asking. Let me answer your question in a thoughtful way. So <laughs> I think it's – I do think it's important for anybody new to the industry to go through a, a, a certain portion of industry education. All of us, um, probably Stephen as well, but I know all of us who, who are a little older than Stephen, and in my case a lot older, I learned this industry by osmosis. I learned it because – you know, there's no real handbook of here's how you here's how the promotional products industry works. You have a group of suppliers that all process orders in different ways, unless they're on promo standards. And let's assume that promo standards doesn't even exist because when I got in the industry, it didn't. Suppliers will accept orders in any way. Distributors are billing orders in all sorts of ways. There's no real consistent way the supply chain works. Um, it's all this handshake agreement. You know, it's so I do think having someone like PPAI or ASI or CommonSkew and and learning as much as you can about how the industry works is absolutely critically important. Do I think having a designation is important of CAS? No, but it's a way to ensure that people are um, bettering themselves in the industry. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Like, I completely agree with you that uh, it's important to continue your education and, you know, be educationified. Uh, but honestly, what does the designation do for you other than, you know, take a 300 or whatever, uh, some odd dollar chunk I, out of your wallet? I think I think it provides, and I'd like Stephen to answer this as well, but I think it provides a sense of accomplishment. I think that's how we're wired as humans. It's, it's If you're – most people I know are goal-oriented. So if you have a goal to get that designation or it's a part of your job requirement to do so, then that's why it's important. Uh, Stephen, what do you think? Well, we actually did something similar at our office here. We provided like an incentive for if they were to go on and get the TAS or CAS or MASS or whatever uh, levels there are beyond. But uh, And and the reason for that is primarily because the education – continues to evolve and change and so we want them to come back and tell us what they've learned from that um and that just helps you know the team grow mm-hmm. and and us to keep up with things that are that are changing and and you know again we're going to learn a lot of that just by going to work every day um but there are a lot of things that we you know will come up once or twice a year that we'll know nothing about and we'll have to dive into that you know after having taken a class on 
Prop 65 or new mm-hmm. safety legislation would we know about already. So then we can kind of speak to it, you know, proactively mm-hmm. instead of having to research it. So yeah. we've done some stuff like that. And a lot of it too is I'm not educated enough to teach on those subjects. So if they go on and they do classes that already exist, you know, that's, that's yeah. great. You know, that's, that's awesome. Well, and, and what I can tell you, and you mentioned this earlier, and then I'd love for both Jeff and, and Meg to chime in. Having worked with PPAI very closely on education over the past five years or so, I don't think whether you have a designation or not matters in the selection process, Stephen. I think the committees that they form, and they're made up of suppliers and distributors, um, look very closely at is the topic relevant? Is it redundant? Because there are, you know, if you look at, at some of the, you know, they do 130 some odd sessions over Expo, it's very difficult not to be redundant. Um, and so, you know, they will look at people who've spoken at uh, PPAI events in the past and look at their scores, the evaluations that, you know, they hand out at the end of uh, each session. And, and they just kind of do, and, and they always look for new blood. They always look for new. Um, so I, I don't think the CAS designation has any role in it or not. It really just matters if they feel the topic is going to be uh, well attended and well liked. So that's just my two cents. And, and honestly, it's a very difficult job, and I think they do a great job. And that's not me sucking up. I just know I've known several of the people who worked in that department, uh, both uh, formerly and currently, and it is a tough, tough gig to please everybody. Jeff, any final thoughts? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I definitely I see the value in education. Um, not sure that I'm sold yet on getting a CAS or a designation, but um, you know, Stephen can tell you he's on on the Spark Work Group. I was the inaugural mm-hmm. chair for the Spark Work Group. I'm sure we'll talk about Spark at some point on this podcast. I have a feeling we um, might. <clears throat> yeah, but you know, like listen, that's that's a conference for people to send their new people to so that they can get educated. Uh, you know, with on topics of the industry. And so I, I highly support education. I think that's a great way to send new yeah. people uh, to outside of, uh, you know, the events at uh, or the education at PPAI. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. Like when you talk about a designation, my wife, for example, she's in the medical field and she has three different certifications. Right. Um, you know, and that with those certifications, you can get a job mm-hmm. with those certifications. You can get more money. You know, there's things that come with that, you know, within the industry. I just don't think our industry takes the certification seriously enough. Um, and I think until that's, you know, taken place, then it, it really doesn't. I mean, I, I don't know what it what it's really. But doing do for we me. do we not take it seriously enough because end users who ultimately really decide whether it's important or not, they don't take it seriously. Have we not done a good job explaining what it is to them? Because I would look at anybody if I was looking to hire someone at a distributorship or supplier and they were younger and new to the industry. But let's say within two to three years, they had gotten their CAS. That would get my attention. Mm-hmm. That would at least show me that they're interested in making this a career. And that's where I think the designations are really come in handy oh 100 percent. like that's when you're hiring somebody you don't you if they don't have experience in this industry you almost don't know what you're going to get but when someone comes in with a couple years under their belt and they've already shown that you know initiation where they're going after those things it really goes a long way because you know that you're going to have an employee for life or at least someone that wants to make a career out of it not someone who's going to be looking for the next opportunity you know and and then going back to just offering education to these newbies and mentors 
you know, I didn't have that uh, coming into this industry. So everything I did was trial and error, trial and error. And mm -hmm. I think when we offer education now from these experts that are coming in and teaching it, we're eliminating all that. So where I might have spent 10 years making mistakes and fixing them and, oh, I finally got it right. You know, that's 10 years that these people don't have to waste. And it wasn't wasted. I made some good mistakes. <laughs> yep. Hey, sometimes that's the best education of all, making those mistakes. Stephen, really do you have something you want to close us out with since we're running low on time? No, I think it's all good. I think there's a lot of, you know, there there's a lot of value in education. I don't think anyone's disagreeing with that. No. Um, I, I think all types of education are great inside, outside of, of the industry. And heck, I mean, even stuff unrelated to the industry but helps you be, be educated on the types of clients you want to work with all that's great so um not valuing one over the other but i think there's definite advantages yeah and even this right here this is education too right having these kind yeah. of conversations in an open transparent environment um, is good for the industry since it's you know an industry that has been traditionally very closed off and very segmented we're going to talk about that in future uh, episode. So I uh, really want to thank all of you guys for participating once again in the podcast. Let us know what you think, listener. What do you think about industry education? I think we all agree that continuing to educate yourself is important, but is it important to get a CAS or a MASI uh, designation? And does it mean anything to the end user clients? And should we as an industry make that a priority? I would love to hear from all of you. And I think I speak for everybody with that, and I also think I speak for everybody when we have to thank our sponsor here, Bay State Specialty. As I mentioned, they have free marketing materials available on their website. That's baystate.com. Doesn't get much easier than that. Digital catalogs, flyers, idea boards, you name it, they've got it. It's going to help you sell more to your end user client. And again, samples. You want samples? Everybody wants samples. I want samples. I love free samples. Those ship at no charge via USPS. Can't beat that. So again, thank you to Bay State for being part of the Industry Insider Podcast. Most of all, thank you, the listener, for being part of this podcast. And thank everybody for on the panel. And we'll have to do it again soon. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.